pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God, for he's our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means.
good evening, everyone. I want to thank you for coming to our Wednesday night refreshing, the last Wednesday of 2023. And if you're watching online, we thank you for watching and tuning in. Heavenly Father, we are so blessed to be known by you and to know you. And Lord, tonight we give you the glory and the praise and the honor that do your name. We just lift you up in this place, Lord, so that you can do what only you can do. And we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Amen. Are you ready to worship tonight? Let's end our last Wednesday night of the year in victory and praising. I praise in the daytime. I praise in the nighttime. I praise when I'm sure. Praise is believing. I praise of your mercy. New every morning. I praise of your
God wants his glory to cover this earth like the waters cover the seas. He has given us the privilege to know and experience his glory. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for the glory of God. And, Lord, we glorify your name. We bless your holy name. Come on, we need to praise Jesus in this place. We need to praise him for who he is, for what he's done, for what he's given us. overdose on this praise. Praise will help you. Praise will cause you to break through. Praise brings God's presence into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise your holy and wonderful name. We thank you for your holy and written word. The Word of God comes from your heart. It is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your Word, O Lord, will never, ever pass away. And Lord, we're thankful for your Word, but we're also thankful for Holy Spirit, whom you've given to us. You said, if I don't leave, he's not going to come, but because... You left and you're sitting at God's right hand. You poured out your spirit upon all flesh. And Holy Spirit is here. He's in this place to lead God and direct us in the way we need to go. Oh, Father, we're so grateful and thankful. And Lord, you are our honored guest tonight. We've come because of you. And we thank you, Lord, that you speak to us. Now is the time to step in to my divine will. Just as Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on water, just like the priests who dipped their foot into the Jordan and it parted and they walked on dry ground. Step into my plan. Step into my will. Step into my divine purpose. Step in, church. Step in, my children, for I have great things in store for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you may have your seats. Praise the Lord. What a great Wednesday night. Hallelujah. We don't have any announcements, but you can. Yeah, we're good. But we have two young men who uh, are here that we've sold into Oklahoma. One we've sold into Texas, then to Oklahoma. <laughs> and we just want to welcome Nate and Noah here. And uh, they're visiting from Rama. 
you guys want to come up and say something? I mean, you're Bible students now, you know. We're going to throw you into the, into the furnace right now. Hallelujah. Is it green? Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. There you go. Okay, so this is my first year at Weimar. I love the classes. I'm learning a lot. But one thing that I'm very grateful for now is the foundation at Victory Christian Fellowship. Um, everybody who went before me said they were grateful, but I didn't understand what they meant. I'm like, it's, what do you mean? Well, now I understand what they mean, and uh, the teachings are lining up, and you can ask the instructors anything and everything, and I'm just super grateful, and I'm learning a lot about myself and God and just growing in God. Amen. This is my first time back in Pennsylvania since three years ago. It is real nice. (laughs) So nice. Uh, Rama's been good so far. Learning a lot, like Nate said. Yeah. Amen. Well, welcome, guys. Thank good you. to have you here. Great to have you. Even if it's for a short time. I think Noah's picking up a little accent. That's all right. Hallelujah. Well, it is a great and wonderful night, and you have gathered here amidst all of the festivities and celebrating Jesus' birthday. Are we having uh, having class tonight? All right, we got some students, some kids are going to be in kids' life, so kids, have a great class. Hallelujah. Well, you excited about Jesus? He changed my life many years ago. Of course, you're giving. You can give anytime during the service. If you're watching online, you can give through our website that way. You all know how to give. And uh, you guys are awesome givers. And Father, it is just my privilege and honor to bless the givers and the gifts of VCF that come into the kingdom of God. And Lord, you're so good and gracious to us. I thank you that you prosper each and every one. You protect them and you provide for them, Lord. You're so good and we just trust you. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a rewarder rewarder of those who diligently seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, in preparing for tonight's, uh, a very interesting word came to my heart. And uh, it has to do with two elements that God uses to accomplish his work. And um, I'm going to say them here in just a minute because it might cause really excitement. (laughs) And uh, these elements change atmospheres. And prepare people for the work. The elements are fresh 
fire or fresh wind and fresh fire. How many could use some fresh wind and some fresh fire? And we're going to see how God uses both of these elements. But this is what came to me. You know, uh, some, some places, they study the Bible book by book, and that's okay. And, uh, but I just feel, you know, that uh, I seek the Lord. I ask him what he wants to say to the people. And uh, he always puts something on my heart. Sometimes it's just a word or a phrase, and then I do the digging. But uh, God knew that you were going to be here tonight on this Wednesday in this place. And he wants to, he wants you to, you know, we don't just want to have a service. We want to have an encounter with God. Amen. And God needs a people who are addicted to his presence. They, they, they desire his presence more than anything. And uh, you're not here by accident. I don't believe in accidents. I believe in divine appointments when it comes to God's things. Amen? So um, I want you to turn in the Bible, if you have a Bible or your device or whatever, and I want you to go to John chapter 3. And uh, we're going to begin here, and uh, we're going to talk about the wind. You know, wind is a very interesting thing, because you can't see it, you don't know where it comes from, but all we see of the wind is its effects, what it can do. And uh, so God moves with wind. And in John chapter 3, let's start with verse 5. Nicodemus, who was a religious leader, he came to Jesus at night. Don't know if that's the only time he was available or if he was trying to not let people know that he was going to Jesus. And he had some questions. How many know we serve a God who answers questions? God doesn't mind you having questions and because uh, he has answers. Amen? And in John chapter 3, verse 5, it said, Jesus answered, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So in order to enter into God's kingdom, we have to be born on the earth and we have to be born of the spirit or born from on high. Or we use a term in the church called born again. I always wanted a t-shirt that said, if you don't like being born, be born again. Amen. Because if, if being born wasn't good, being born again is great. It's wonderful. It's incredible. And... Uh, So we enter the kingdom of God two ways. And then he says in verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. All right, And God is a spirit. And if you're born of the spirit, you're born of God. Right? Did you know that we are three parts? We are a spirit. We have a soul. 
and we live in a body, right? And God connects to us by the Spirit, right? When, when, when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, your hair color didn't change. Your physical features didn't change. Your height didn't change. But something changed. That was the real you. That was the, the hidden man of the heart. That was the Spirit of God. You got born again. You got, you got made alive in Christ in your spirit. All right? So, that which is uh, born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Verse 7. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. I can imagine Jesus telling uh, uh, Nicodemus this, and he had this look on his face. Like this surprised look, like, what are you talking about being born again, right? And because uh, Jesus told him not to marvel. So if you look, if you, if you can picture someone's face marveling, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. This, now, this is where it gets interesting. Verse eight. He says the wind. Everybody say the wind. Who? The wind blows where it lists and you hear the sound of it but you can't tell where it comes and where it goes so it is everyone that is born of the spirit and Nicodemus answered and said unto him how can these things be so he must have had this puzzled look this surprised look on his face right and and it wasn't registering with what Jesus was telling him okay and uh, this word for wind is the word pneuma. It's the same word for spirit. It's the same word for breath. And it's the same word for wind. Because God wants to give us fresh wind and fresh fire. Everybody say fresh. Why fresh? Because God's a creator. God's not a recycler. He's a creator. He's not a dumpster diver. He's a maker. Right? So as a creator, God loves doing fresh things, new things. He likes, he says, I'm going to give you a new way of living. I'm going to give you a new and fresh anointing. All right? God likes to do new things. All right? Religion has conditioned people to abide in a box. But God doesn't live in a box. And he doesn't want us to operate in a box. Right? I always heard a preacher growing up in church, he always said, soap is no good in a box. If you want to use the, if you want to get the benefit of soap, you gotta get it out of the box. Right? God is an out of the box God. Amen? He's got ways of doing things that we haven't even thought of. He's got ways of getting you out of trouble that you couldn't even think of. Amen? He's got ways of healing you that we don't even know sometimes. Everybody say, God's got some ways. Okay? So this word pneuma, um, it, it means spirit, wind, or breath. And when it talks about holy, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay? And... Uh, it means a movement of air or a gentle blast. How many know, how many's ever had a wind chime? Right? It doesn't take a whole lot of wind to make that chime sound. 
it just takes a breeze. And when that wind chime catches the breeze, it starts to make some sound. Right? God wants you to catch a breeze that's blowing tonight. This, this is a breeze that's not going to blow you over, but it's going to bring refreshing. It's going to bring strength. It's going to bring renewal. It's going to bring uh, regeneration. All right? This word also speaks of the, the breath of the nostrils or mouth. What did God do when he created man? He breathed. He, he knew mud into the man and the man became a living being so this breath brings things to life this breath animates things that are lifeless when god breathes life occurs he 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 breathed into man okay the spirit uh it, it animates and it gives life all right so uh, it's a current of air. It's a breeze. It's the vital principle. Um, it's, you could refer to, uh, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of life. Alright? Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Okay? God, God talks to us spirit to spirit. He operates within a a network called the Holy Spirit. And it, he communicates spiritually, right? And, and things that God says in his word have to be spiritually discerned, right? That's why he gave us Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to reveal to us, okay? And, and just like someone born again, when someone accepts Jesus, they don't know how they get born again. They just receive new life on the inside, Amen? When you met Jesus, did you know how you got born again? No, you don't know where it came from. You just said, Lord, come into my heart. Some, 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 something like that, right? You believe that he's God's son. You, you believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. And boom, you were born again, right? And we don't know where it came from. We don't know how it happened. It's just like the wind, right? The wind can come. You don't know where it's coming from. Oh, they say, well, the, it's blowing in the north. Yeah, but where did it originate from? You know, the wind can change directions like that. It can go from north, south, east. It can spin around, right? The wind. But God wants his church to have some fresh wind and fresh fire going into this new year. Hallelujah. What does it mean to have fresh wind? It means a work of the Holy Spirit done in a person. How was, how was Mary going to have a baby without knowing a man? She was going to have an encounter with the wind. The wind was going to come on her. The Holy Spirit was going to come on her. Right? And uh, we need to encounter the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we need to communicate with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Go with me to uh, Matthew chapter 3 for a minute. Matthew chapter 3, hallelujah. This is Victory Christian Fellowship. And um, let's go down to uh, 
verse 11, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. John was here at the Jordan River. I like the ministry of John because he just, he just went to the Jordan River and people came out to him. John didn't have a church, but people came out to hear him preach. He was at a river in the wilderness. People came out to hear him preach. Amen? And uh, they, they didn't even have chairs, but people came out to hear him preach. And, and John, I mean, he, he said some things, right? Yeah, I went to this church on the hill, and they called me snakes and vipers. Right? That's what, so one of the things he said. Anyway, Matthew 3.11, John is talking here. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I say. He is mightier. We serve a mighty God. Right? He that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's the wind and the fire together. Amen? Why do we need fire? Because fire makes you move. Fire makes you Some people are stuck in their purpose and in God's plan and they need some fire to make them move. What makes, you, what makes the car move that brought you here? Fire. It's called a combustible engine. In, in your engine, you got fuel, you got spark plugs, and you got an ignition. Right? And that ignition hits the spark, which connects with the fuel, which makes your engine go. And it allows you to hit the gas, and it brings you where you need to go. Amen? But it does take fuel. So tonight, you've come to get fueled up for 2024. Amen? And, and the way that God fuels his people up is he fuels them up with fire. So the Holy Spirit, he's gonna, we're going to be immersed. To baptize means to be immersed with, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Say the Holy Ghost and fire. God, we need to have both the wind and the fire. Amen? Hallelujah. All right? Let's go to Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. What did Jesus do when he was at the Jordan? What happened to Jesus when he was at the Jordan? He got baptized, didn't he? And the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. Because John said, God told me that when I see the Spirit of God descending on him, I'll know that he's the Messiah. Right? So Jesus got baptized with water and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. If it's good for Jesus, it's good for us. Okay? So, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Why did God lead him into the wilderness to be tempted with the devil? Because he gave him the fire to defeat the devil. Jesus went into the wilderness with the fire to defeat the devil. Where did he get that fire? When the Holy Ghost came on him. At his baptism. See, when you're filled with the fire, you need to be led by the fire. 
All right? How, how, did, how did God communicate to Moses? Moses was on the backside of the desert. He was taking care of sheep for his father-in-law Jethro. He was watching over the flocks, right? And all of a sudden, something caught his eye. What caused it? It was fire. It was a bush that was on fire, but it wasn't being consumed. He could see the fire, but he couldn't hear the crackling of the wood. And so this fire was different than any other fire he saw in the desert. And he says, I'm going to turn and see this thing. And he starts making his way to the fire, and out of the fire comes a voice. Say, Moses, this is holy ground. Take the sandals off your feet. Right? A voice out of the fire began to speak to Moses and reveal his calling. Did you know that your calling was forged in fire? Why? We are, we are firebrands that have been plucked from the fire. Before we knew Jesus, our destiny was hell. Before we knew Jesus, we were headed for hell, headed to be separated from God. But Jesus interrupted that plan, and he got a hold of us, and we got a hold of him. And I'm not going to hell anymore, praise the Lord. Why? I got connected with some good fire. Amen? So, hallelujah. So God spoke to Moses out of the fire. All right? And uh, so this wind that Jesus talked about, he says you don't know where it's coming from and you don't know where it goes, but all you can see is what it does. Right? Winds can be powerful. 150 mile an hour, 160 mile an hour winds, they can blow some stuff that are, uh, have been set up, right? They can move buildings. They can move roofs, right? But then when you're on a hot day and you get a cool breeze, it can also be refreshing. See, wind is powerful and refreshing at the same time. All right? And, uh, So, don't get caught up so much in where the wind comes from, just yield to its effects. Let the wind do what it wants to do. You know, sailors look for wind. If they don't have a motor and you got a sail, you can still move the ship, right? Is Jesus the wind behind your sails? Or who's blowing your ship around? <laughs> so when you, know someone, when you know someone has an encounter with Jesus, what is the one thing that happens? There, a change happens. When someone encounters Jesus, something about them changes. Amen? When Moses was with the Lord for 40 days... That's a month and 10 days. He was up on a Mount, Mount Sinai that was covered in fire and smoke. Moses went up into the fire because God called him. You know, when God calls you to the fire, that's a fire that's not going to harm you. Right. Right. All right? So while Moses was talking with the Lord on the mountain, he came down. There was something different about Moses. Yeah. His face was lit up. 
like a Christmas tree, right? Like this tree right here, right? It was, he, he, he was glowing so much that the people said, Moses, put a veil on. They, they couldn't even look at him. Why? 40 days in God's presence, he was changed. So how do you know that someone has encountered God? Because a change takes place, right? Abraham had his name changed. Jacob had his name changed, right? Jacob wrestled with God. That's pretty bold. Say, hey, God, let's go a couple rounds. And as Jacob wrestled with God, he said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. God says, I got to go. He said, I'm not going to let you go. Listen, we need to get a hold of God so much that we don't let him go until he blesses us. Some of us just let the blessing pass us by. No, Jacob said, I'm going to grab a hold of this blessing. I'm going to possess this blessing. I want the blessing. He knew the importance and the value of the blessing, right? And he wrestled with God. And God touched his hip. And he had a funny walk after that. But his name went from Jacob to Israel. He went from the supplanter or the trickster to a prince of God. He had an encounter with God and his nature changed. So the only way that we can measure if someone has been with God is the change in their behavior or the change in the way they speak or the change in how they think. Right? Remember with Peter and John? The world says... These unlearned and ignorant men, but one thing we know, they've been with Jesus. They saw the ignorance and the unlearnedness, but they spoke with authority and power, and they they got this person healed. They saw the results of it. Amen? We need to be focused on the results. Hallelujah. Not so much the how or the why. Right? The wind is blowing. Just Just get caught up in the wind. Amen? Just catch the wind. Right? God has the power and the ability to change a person. If anybody can change a person, it's God. All right? There are different ways that God brings about change, but there's one God. There's different ways that uh, services are accomplished, but there's one Lord. And there's different manifestations, but there's one Holy Spirit. Amen? Everybody say, God is different. You know, the problem is, we want God to move one way every way, every time. And that's not who God is. He's not a recycler or he's not a repeater. He's a creator. He's going to come up with something new in the moment. Amen? And we see it in the life of Jesus. Jesus never healed someone the same every time. Different ways, right? Some people he touched. Other people he gave an instruction to. Some he commanded, right? But there was different ways, different methods. He encountered a blind man and he spit in the dirt and put the, the, the clay that he made with spit in his eyes. You could do that when someone can't see what you're doing. Amen. If you, if, you were to, if, you, if you had a problem and you saw a preacher spitting the ground about to put down your foot, you'd be like, I don't think so. Then stay blind. Because that's what the Holy Spirit, that's what the wind said to Jesus in that moment to do. And that's what he did. Jesus did everything the Holy Spirit told him to do. So in every given moment, he was listening to the Holy Spirit on how to respond and what to do. 
and look at the results. Who cares if he spit in the clay? The man can see. Doesn't matter how he got there. Let's praise that he can see. But the religion people would say, well, I don't believe in spitting in clay. That's what they're focused on. But God's focused on the results, not the method. Amen? We got to be focused on the results. Hallelujah. You know, the Spirit of God, he makes some people tremble and shake. And at other times, he might give you an overwhelming peace, a peace that passes understanding. Well, just because it makes one person shake doesn't mean we have to be shakers all the time. Right? You've got to be open to the flow. Whether the wind is coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west, whether it's a gentle breeze or a strong gust, it doesn't matter. Just go with the flow. Right? How many has ever flown a kite? Do you know that the kite by itself doesn't take flight? Sometimes you have to take that kite and you have to run with it. You're starting off with the natural so that you can catch the current of the wind. Right? And once, once you get that current, right, the, and you, you give it some slack, and that, and that current starts to take that kite, and you let it more, and it flies high. You're like, whoosh, whoosh, The kite just goes with the flow. Right? Hallelujah. So... Here's what the Dewey Rames Bible says about John 3.8. The Spirit breathes where he will. You hear his voice, but you know not where he comes or when he comes or where he goes. So it is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The, the, um, the literal standard version says the Spirit blows where that one wills. You hear that one's voice, but you have not known from where that one comes and to where the one goes. Thus is everyone who has been born of the Spirit. All right? So a headwind can hinder a plane's movement, but a tailwind can get you there early. So it depends on which the direction the wind is going. Amen? If you've got a headwind, you've got to exert some more force. Some more power, right? There are some things that you've got to press through in life. There was an old term. It's a Pentecostal term. It's called praying through. How many ever heard that term, praying through? Right? That means you pray until the answer shows up. And you don't quit praying until it happens. It's like when, when Peter was put in prison. And the church gathered together, and they were praying for Peter's release. They were pray- they had a prayer meeting at a house, right? And they were praying, and they heard a knock at the door. And they answered the door, and and uh, I forget, it was Rhoda maybe. Uh, she answered the door, and, and she said, oh, it's Peter. And they said, oh, no, that's not Peter, it's his angel. But they were, they were praying through. They were praying until Peter got out of that jail. And he did, didn't he? God sent an angel, right? And, and sometimes in today, we, we lose that zeal. We lose that zeal. Like, 
we'll just kind of throw up a couple prayers. But no, we got, we got to pray through. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So uh, the wind can move a ship across an ocean. If you had no engine, no other source of power, you can move a ship from one point on the globe to another point on the globe just by the wind. That's how powerful the wind The wind can be strong and mighty and powerful, but it can also be mild and gentle. It could be helpful or hurtful, depending on how it's blowing at that moment, right? The wind can move things that are stationary. Sometimes if someone in the body of Christ is stuck in a rut, they might need a wind to blow them out, right? You need a blowout. Some of y'all need a blowout. I looked, I, I, I looked up what it was. I didn't know what it was. I said, what's the thing at airports that measure wind? It's a windsock. And a windsock is a cone-shaped material it has a wide end on one end and it has a smaller end on the other but they're both opened okay and here's what i found out a windsock determines the direction and speed of the wind because a windsock has lines on it that can measure the intensity of the wind and it, it, it can spin so it can determine which way is the wind blowing Right? You may not know where it comes from because, like I said, the wind can change. You could be in a service, the wind could be moving, all of a sudden it can change in a different direction. Because the wind is free. And when the wind blows, he's trying to get some saints free. Amen? Because we need some fresh wind and some fresh fire. All right? Airport windsocks can measure the wind speed. This is what I got off the internet, so it must be true. They can measure the wind speed and direction by letting the wind enter from one end and out the other. Pilots can estimate the wind speed by the intensity of the sock's movement. The stripes over the sock are equal to a specific speed. For example, if the first stripe from the pole is parallel to the ground, the wind is at least three knots or three and a half miles per hour. Okay, so they have ways of measuring it. Here's the benefits of a wind sock. Um, it offers pilots quick visible reference to determine wind direction. It's an indication of wind speed, and it identifies potential crosswind hazards during landing. And who is the windsock of the Spirit? It's the Holy Spirit. Which way is he moving? What does he want to do here, now, or whenever? Amen? The question is, not what he wants to do is, but are you going to hook up with what he wants to do? Amen? He needs some people to hook up with him. All right? Um, hallelujah. What, what did God tell a prophet when he put him in the valley of dry bones? He said, prophesy to the wind. Tell the wind to blow. Right? And and when Jesus and the disciples encountered a wind that was contrary to God's plan, they were in a ship supposed to go to the other side, and a wind came up that was contrary to God's plan. When, when a wind is contrary to God's plan, you speak to it and you rebuke it. Hallelujah. God didn't know that you call, he called you to be a weatherman. 
He didn't call you to tell the weather. He called you to speak to the weather. Say, I'm called to speak to the weather. If, 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 you're, if God puts you on an assignment and weather is interfering with your assignment, you need to speak with the weather. Because that wind wasn't from God. Otherwise, Jesus rebuking the wind would have meant he was rebuking his father. Right? But he rebuked the wind, didn't he? What happened when he rebuked the wind? The wind said, yes, sir. It sat right down and was calm. That's the authority that we have. That is the authority that we have. Did you know that a strong east wind divided the Red Sea? And God sent an east wind into the camp to bring provision. And he sent a west wind to get rid of the locusts in Egypt. So God used wind for provision. Right? Look, look at uh, Sam, 2 Samuel 22.11. 2 Samuel 22.11. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> 2 Samuel 22 and verse 11. Notice what it says here. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. Woo! Say, God can move on the wind. He's like the wind. Hallelujah. The Bible says that a north wind brings forth rain. I want you to go to 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3 for a minute. And I want you to see something here. 2 Kings chapter 3. And uh, there was some... uh, Armies that had gotten together here. Let me get there. Second Kings chapter three. And uh, so, um, there was uh, an army that had uh, was going to attack Israel, right? And. Um, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. This is verse 5. And verse 6, King Joram went out of Samaria at the same time and numbered all Israel. And he, verse 7, and he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against uh, me. Will you come to war with me? And uh, he said, I will go up. I am as you are. My people as your people. And your horses as my horses. And he said, Which way shall we go? And they answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. All right. So long story short, they traveled seven days and they couldn't find any water, no water for the people, no water for the cattle, no water for the horses. All right. They were in dire straits. Okay. And uh, look at verse 11, Second Kings 3.11. But Jehoshaphat said, is there not a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. How'd you like to be introduced like that? Oh, yeah, there's, there's Elisha. He, he, he was known as pouring hands on Elijah. He was known as a servant who served another prophet. Amen? Amen. And uh, so Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him, verse 12. 
And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? See, Israel was known as the wicked kings primarily. Um, uh, What have I to do with you? Uh, Get you to the prophets of your father and to the prophets of your mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, nay, for the Lord has called these three together to deliver them into into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, as the Lord lives... As the Lord of hosts lives whom I, before whom I stand, surely it will not uh, that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look towards. He said, if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, who was a righteous king, I wouldn't even be uh, talking to this other guy. All right. But now bring me a minstrel. He says he's wanting to play some music because he's setting the atmosphere so God can move. How many of God moves in atmospheres? Okay. It would be like if I told Pastor Nelson, go play the guitar. All right? And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Verse 16. And he said, thus says the Lord, make a valley full of ditches. Do they need ditches? No, they need water. But you got to listen to the Lord. You got to go with the flow. You got to go with the direction that the Lord wants you to go. Everybody say it takes faith to flow with God. You can't flow with God with a religious mind. You've got to flow with God by faith. Amen? What does that mean? That means whatever God says you do, however God says to do it. You don't argue with God. You don't reason. You just say, yes, Lord. Everybody say, yes, Lord. Say, I'm yours to command, Lord. Okay? Now, verse 17. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water that you may drink both you and your cattle and your beasts. Hallelujah. He he, he was going to make water appear, not from rain, not from a spring, but from a supernatural move of God. You're not going to see the wind, but the wind is going to blow and it's going to cause provision to come and water is going to come to your situation. You may be dry, you may be barren, but water's coming. And look at verse 18. But this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He would deliver the Moabites also into your hand. Not only are you going to get water, you're going to get the victory too. Amen? Say, I'm going to get the water, and I'm getting the victory. God wants to refresh you with the water and give you the victory in life. Amen? But it had something to do with wind, right? And they weren't going to see it, but it was just going to happen. So they dug the ditches in preparation. You know, you've got to prepare for a move of God. There is something that we have to do when God wants to move In a service. You can't just sit there like a frog on a log. And expect God to do all the work. There is something that you got to do. There's a response that you've got to give. There's an action that you have to take. Because then God meets you. Right? And you're basically taking the action that he says to do. God doesn't want you to come up with your own action. He just wants you to act on what he said. If God says stand up and shout, don't question it. Just do it. 
If God says take off running, don't question it, just do it. If God says ha, don't question it, just do it. Amen? Why? Because we're following the instruction because that's where the power is. All right? Now, uh, let's go to Acts chapter 2 and let's see how this all ties together with wind and fire. Everybody say fresh wind, fresh fire. How'd you like God to blow debt away? How'd you like God to blow depression away? Of course, we want him to blow doubt away. Amen? You didn't know that you were having a blowout tonight at VCF. There's some things that need to be blown out of our lives and of our minds. God wants us to be unhinged from all religious thinking. Bible thinking is not religious. Bible thinking is thinking like God. Religious thinking is thinking like man. Could you see a religious person when the prophet said, I want you to dig ditches, but you're not going to see the wind and it's not going to rain? They'd be like, well, why am I digging this ditch for? That's a religious mind. I can't believe he wants me to dig a ditch. You want a drink, don't you? Yeah, I want a drink. Well, dig a ditch. That's the faith part. Why am I digging this ditch? Water's got to go somewhere. It's not just water for a couple people. It's water for two armies and all their beasts. Cows drink a lot of water. All right. Acts chapter 2, this is the culmination of the wind and the fire together. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, God had picked a day, he had ordained a day as part of his national feast called the day of Pentecost, where he was going to take his picture And he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Everybody say all. All. Does that that indicate anybody would be left out? No. No. Okay, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Sounds like what we are right now tonight. Y'all didn't come here for... Me to tickle your ears. You came here to hear from God. You came here to have an encounter with God. Amen? You came here to worship God. Right? Just think of all the other places you could have been tonight, but you chose to be here. Amen? So you came expecting. Hallelujah. They were all with one accord and in one place. They were in agreement. They were in harmony. Right? And suddenly, boom, just out of the blue, didn't know how it got there, didn't know where, it didn't knock on the door, it just showed up. It just interrupted the atmosphere. It was a supernatural event. There came a sound from heaven like a what? A rushing mighty wind because it's representing God and his power and his might and his glory. 
suddenly they heard a sound. It, see, because God had to prepare the atmosphere, atmosphere for his presence. So there was a sound. What happens when you hear a sound? It gets your attention. God is saying, look at me. Don't look at there. Don't look there. Look at me. Right? Where was the sound from? Heaven. Imagine the sound system in heaven. It can reach earth with no, no cords, no wireless interruption. But we can hear sounds from heaven right here on earth in our atmosphere. God knows what's going on in the earth. And we can communicate to God from earth to heaven. He hears your prayers from earth to heaven. There was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. This place was, this place was happening. This, I'm telling you, there was something in the atmosphere that was moving. And it was moving at a rapid pace, at a strong movement. This wasn't a weak movement. This wasn't a little gentle touch. If you get in the middle of this flow, it'll blow you over. Suddenly, there came a sound as from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Didn't know how it got in the house. Didn't know which direction it came from. It just showed up. Notice the Bible doesn't record, oh my gosh, what's that sound? The Bible doesn't record that. Who told them to go into the room? Who represents God? God knew where they were going to be because God sent them there. So God's delivering them a message. Hallelujah. And it filled the house where they were sitting. See, this is the preparation of the atmosphere. See, because sometimes, listen, if you're going to bake a cake, you got to take some preparation time. You got to get your ingredients. You got to get your mixing bowl. You got to get your utensils, right? You got to prepare the atmosphere. If you're going to work, you got to prepare the atmosphere. If you're going to wash your car, you got to prepare the atmosphere. Amen. God prepares atmospheres before he touches his people. It filled the house where they were sitting. Say it filled the house where they were sitting. They weren't standing, they were sitting. You don't have to stand. You could sit and God could touch you. Did you know that when you pray, you don't have to close your eyes? Because the Bible says watch and pray. If you want to close your eyes, fine, but you don't have to do it every time. Why do people do it every time? They get into a religious rut. We got to get out of the religious rut. And we got to expect the suddenly. We got to expect God to move in a moment. Amen? We got to live this way. Whenever you encounter a problem, you need to expect God to move suddenly and solve that problem. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, wind and fire. Fresh wind, it came from heaven. They had never experienced a wind like this before. It it blew through that house, but it it wasn't harmful. It wasn't hurtful. It was helpful. It was satisfying. It, it, It does the body good. Whew, I like this wind. And then here comes the fire 
tongues of fire, and it sat upon each of them. First the wind, then the fire. (laughs) Flickering. I don't know what it was like. All the Bible says there was tongues like fire sitting on each of them. Oh, Peter, your head's on fire. Oh, but it feels so good. Hey, John, your head's on fire. Yeah, I know. Don't you like it? Hey, Thomas, your head's on fire. Hey, Mary, Mary was there. Her head was on fire. Martha was there. uh, Martha was there. Right? There was 120 people there. Mary Magdalene was there. The 11 disciples were there. The 70 that Jesus sent out were there. They were all there with hot heads. First the wind, then the fire. And it sat on each of them. Say the fire of God is sitting on me. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. God breathed on them. He baptized them. He immersed them in his holy fire. Say, the fire of God is on my head. Say, the wind of God is in this place. And I am filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How do you know they were filled? Because something changed. They went from praising to speaking in languages they never studied, in languages they never learned. All of a sudden, languages started coming out of these 120 people that were never there before. A change took place. The wind and the fire will change you. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 29, 20, verse 9. He was assigned to a group of people that weren't going to receive his message. God even told him, he said, don't look at their faces, just preach the word. And Jeremiah was dealing with the sin of the nation. And he felt like quitting. He felt like giving up. He felt like this isn't worth it. I'm just going to quit the ministry. I'm going to quit being a prophet. It's too hard. It's too difficult. But there was something in Jeremiah that was greater than the pressure of the world. It was fire shut up in his bones. He said, I want to stop speaking, but I can't stop speaking because there's something in my bones that compels me to speak. There's something in my bones that is motivating me. There's something in my bones that is moving. What was in his bones? It was fire in his bones. The word was like fire in his bones. You can't shut up when you got fire in your bones. You can't quit when you got fire in your bones. You can't turn your back on God when you got fire in your bones. We need some fire. Fire! We need some fresh fire and some fresh wind. 
We need to blow over some sacred cows. Those are religious things that we've held dear that have nothing to do with the Bible. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Where do you see that in the Bible? Here's what Ezekiel 1.4 says. <laughs> As I looked, I, I saw a stormy wind coming out of the north. A great cloud with fire flashing continually with it. God's got some paparazzi. <laughs> All the angels, I got some cameras. <laughs> Flashes of lightning going on. I saw a stormy wind coming out of the north, a great cloud with fire flashing continually from a and a brightness was around it, and it added in its core there was something like glowing amber colored metal in the midst of the fire. Red hot. Come on, saints. God needs some red-hot saints. He doesn't need some lukewarm losers. He needs some red-hot saints. He doesn't need some frozen chosen. He needs some red-hot saints that are going to pursue his presence like nobody's business. we got to be red-hot in our pursuit of God. Those Raymond boys know. God sent you away from your homes, away from your, out of your comfort zone, because he knew that there was a passion in you, that you, you were going to do what he told you to do. And I, I saw Noah at camp, at, at, at youth camp. He was already talking about Ramah. Years before he's there, now he's there now. God brought you there, and God's going to sustain you. God's going to keep you. God's going to bless you. God's going to move in you, and you're going to be the greater person for it. Because you guys got some passion. You got some fire in your bones. Fire in your bones. Hallelujah. Oh, there's a storm brewing tonight. The wind is blowing. Hallelujah. Mm. Psalm 135, verse 7. He causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He generates the lightning with rain and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. God's got some wind in the storehouses. Amen. Don't worry about which direction it's coming from. Just get in the flow. Be like the kite and just let the wind take you. Just let the wind. Be like that eagle and spread out your wings. You don't even have to flap. You just glide on the high places like this because you got the wind beneath your wings. Glory to God. We need some wind beneath our wings. Hallelujah. We need some fresh wind and we need some fresh fire. And it's here tonight. And you can have it. It's available to you. If you can pray in tongues, start praying in tongues right now. Karabasota Rabaraba Kasanda. 
What makes the fire burn hotter? When you blow on it. Oh, when you blow on it. Hallelujah. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and would like to be filled, you can be filled tonight. If you need to touch in your body, you can be touched tonight. You can be healed tonight. You can be made right tonight. Tonight is your night. God knew that you were going to be here tonight. Hallelujah. 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 You think you just like fire for you? No. God knew you were going to like fire. Hallelujah. He's got some fire in your bones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Shh. Shh. Holy Ghost, just have your way. Holy Ghost, just have your way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just have your way. Oh, yeah, just. <laughs> Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, just have your way. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just have your way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is calling you into a deeper level, a deeper relationship with him. I've got levels that you don't know of, but I would like to show you. Will you take my hand and allow me to show you the depths of my love? I wrote in my word that you can know the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height of my love. Some only know the length. Some know the length and width. Some know the height. But you can know the length, the depth, the breadth, and the height. I'm willing to show it to you. I want to, you to have it. I want you to experience it. I want you to be rooted and grounded in my love. But it requires you to draw near to me, says the Lord. You draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. For I love you and I want you close to me. Hallelujah. If anybody wants to come closer to the Lord tonight, I want you to come up right now in the name of Jesus.
If anybody needs to be healed tonight, I want you to come up right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled in the name of Jesus. There's a wind blowing and a fire burning. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, have your way in his life right now. In Jesus' name. Have your way, Father. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch her. Lift her up, Father, in Jesus' name. Let the power of God just come right now. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, the power of God is for you, not against you. The power of God is enveloping you right now. You're being caught up in a whirlwind of love and glory and goodness. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, have your way in her right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, just fill her and touch her right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you. You said let the little kids come unto me because you want to bless them. Lord, bless her right now in the name of Jesus. Give her the strength of your goodness. Lord, let your hand rest upon her in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Lord, touch her right now with your power and your goodness in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for filling her full of your strength and power in Jesus' name. Father, touch her right now with your power and your glory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, touch her right now. In Jesus' name, fill her. Lord, touch her right now. Break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Connect her with your glory. Connect her with your glory. In the name of Jesus, touch her right now. Lord, fill her and touch her right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Touch her right now. In Jesus' name, with your power and your goodness. In the name of Jesus, Lord, touch her with your glory and your power right now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Touch her and fill her, Father, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, touch her, Father, right now. Transformation and change. Transformation and change. I break those ties in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your fire. Thank you for your wind. Hallelujah. Thank you for your fire. Thank you for your fire and your wind. Fresh wind. Fresh fire. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, fresh wind. Fresh wind. Fresh wind. Fresh fire. In the name of Jesus. Fresh wind. Fresh fire. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Fresh fire on magicians. Fresh fire. Hallelujah. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Hallelujah. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. In the name of Jesus. Fresh fire. Hallelujah. Blow, spirit, blow. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, you're so good and gracious. Thank you, Lord, that you put these elements in your word. And you move with the wind and the fire. (laughs) Hallelujah, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you're moving in our lives. And you're moving in this community. And you're moving in this region and in this city in the name of Jesus. 2024 will be unlike any other year. It'll be uncomparable. It'll be new. It'll be fresh. It'll be good. It'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be greater. You're going to do greater things. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Bless your holy name. than anything seek Jesus go after Jesus go after his presence become addicted to the presence of the Lord for in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore hallelujah father we thank you seal this word in our hearts bring it to our remembrance when we need it and we just love you and praise you for what you do In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Sunday.